All right, we're live, Nitai. Hello, 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 <laughs> hello, hello, hello everybody. Hello. I also need to turn myself down because I am super loud right now, and I have no. God idea damn it, why. you loud ass whore! What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I many things, but <laughs> we won't get into all of them. So, uh, Natai. I mean, we have many episodes of the podcast just documenting all of our fucking fuck ups and flaws. Oh, we already have a question. They want to know why, where you got the AEW jacket. Because we represent, boy! And tomorrow, there's the new... Is it tomorrow? Tomorrow? Actually, it's tonight. New episode of... They're airing a new show called AEW Rampage, and it's going to be fucking awesome. Rampage. I'm I've still... Seen... still... I, mm-hmm. I was, I was gonna say, I've, I've seen the I've seen the advertisements for it, and it looks like it's super it's edgy. From what I've seen. It's super edgy. It's... Dude, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I still haven't caught up. I'm not caught up. I need to watch the episode from Wednesday from Dynamite. But mm. good things are... You you and I need to watch AW. I need to get you into this shit because it's it's great. It's, I, it's really good. I, I know because like you keep you keep trying to get me into it. And I'm just like, uh, I haven't watched think, wrestling in so damn long. I think, I think what I'm going to do is just... You and I are going to sit down. And we're going to watch just an episode. Mm. We're just going to... Just gonna throw you in there, and we're gonna piece all the things that we're missing, and it's gonna be great. Oh, well, because it, the, it's awesome. The good thing, according to you at least, is that there's some names and faces I'll definitely recognize. So many, dude. I mean, and, and now recently there has there have been rumors of like more A and WWE talent like coming to mm. AEW, like a CM Punk, and um, recently uh, like doesn't matter, but people from WWE. And mm-hmm. it's so fun to see this promotion with a lot of guys that, like, were from WWE and legends like fucking Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchett and Sting. Man. Alongside a lot of indie guys that no one really knew about. That just, they're just stars all around. It's Arn great. Anderson. Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Dude, his son is, his son is actually wrestling now on AEW. And he's, mm. he's really good. He's really, Arn really good. Arn himself, he's got to be in his, what, 70s? 60s late yeah late 60s early 70s like, now? It's late and he's still taking hits dude Jesus. just a few weeks ago they they've they've uh, brought in uh, malachi black which is the new version of alistair black who was a character in wwe hmm. and the guy just appears out of nowhere and just looks at arn anderson and kicks him in the face and he took that he took the hit it was like woof. god damn yeah i mean wait rick flair is coming wait is that true <laughs> Rick Flair is coming. I, I, I have no. I don't know. And Rick Flair's gonna be on AEW. I'll fucking watch. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I don't know about that, but mate, who knows? Everything, any, everything is possible. Anything is possible. Oh and man, AEW has been doing great lately. Ever since they've been back on the road. If, if seriously though, if Rick Flair is actually gonna wrestle, like, wow, he's too old to wrestle though. Nah, he'll probably just shit talk and stuff. We'll see. Uh, maybe. Uh, still, even if he's just there, I'll watch. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, so far, AW has been great. You and I will watch it soon. But yeah. Ric Flair was anyway, just released by WWE. Okay. Well, I, I, I hadn't heard that, but I still, I guess that definitely, if he has been released, it certainly opens the door, doesn't it? Yeah. But anyway, that's not really maybe. why we're here right now, is it? <laughs> You've been away for, for a while. I have been away for just over a week. Um, and yeah, I went to Otakon, which was the first major convention, at least here in the United States, since uh, a certain uh, koof from across the world was released. So, 
So, when was the last time you were to a convention? Because, you know, COVID and all of that happened. The last convention that I actually went to was Otakon 2019. Um, mm. And that was great. Also, I feel like I need to turn this music down. Hold on one second. I can't even hear it. It's great. I, I enjoy the silence. Eh. If it is but too yeah, loud, if it is too loud, let me know. I also can't even tell if that's registering. I don't know if it's too soft. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So the last convention that I was at was Otakon 2019. I I loved it immensely. Um, for those who don't know, Otakon is a yearly anime convention that is held in Washington. Well, now it's held in Washington D.C. For many many years, it was held in Baltimore. Um, I believe it moved to D.C. in 2016 or 17. One of those two. I can't remember. Um, but it has got it is the biggest anime convention on the East Coast of the United States. Obviously, Anime Expo is the biggest on the West Coast and the biggest in general. Oh. Um, now, and when you say big, how does that like what what does that translate to in reality? Is it like just space? Uh, well, it, it is a sizable hmm? convention center. Yes, um, the one in DC is at least. I never went to the one in Baltimore, um, so oh. I can't really compare it. Um, I know there's people on our Discord server who were going to Otakon back when it was in Baltimore. Um, but um, it is a sizable convention center. And in terms of, like, how big it is, like, they get actual Japanese people from the industry. So that's something a lot of anime conventions, like, more <laughs> local anime conventions. Ah, thank you for the follow, uh... More Ooh. is this more guy also? I I have assuming it's more. Uh, oh, I think it's I think it's my buddy. I sent him a link. But yeah, uh huh, anyway, uh huh. And I heard that Mariana was in the convention. Actually, speaking uh, of like late when we talked about our Mappa episode, we mentioned mm -hmm. Mariana. I heard he was there at o that Otakon this year. Yeah, this year. Uh, I don't think so because there were no Japanese talents that were at the convention oh, this year because okay. of travel restrictions. Um, I th he may have been there in 2019. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but let me check real quick because I can bring up a guest list on Wikipedia. Uh, 2019, um, 2019. I know that Hiroyuki Imaishi was there in uh, 2019, which is a big reason why I wanted to go because he's my fucking hero. Is that the, is that the same autocon where you where you talked to him about Greedman? It was I he did. Was shocked. Yes, he was so shocked that he found someone who actually watched the original Gridman. Um, Natai has the Hello Kitty dream. Guess is that is that true? That's not true. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think lies, lies and deceit. Um, no Hello Kitty's in here. Lies. I'm yeah. I'm looking at um, the um, the guest list for 2019. He's not on here. Oh, yeah, he is. Masao Marayama. There you go. I know I, I read that Why? somewhere. So, yeah, he was at, at Otakon in, in 2019. But, no, uh, so, obviously, this year, first of all, I want to say definite congrats to the team that puts this on because they only got confirmation, I think, about three and a half months in advance of the actual convention itself. Oh, that's it. That they were going to be allowed to do this with what's going on mm. uh, from, the, from the city of Washington, D.C. Um, so... For them to even put together a convention in three months is a Herculean effort in and of itself. Yeah. So uh, it's apparently you're the goat, Natai. <laughs> mm. 
Um, Yay, thanks. <laughs> uh, so for them to even do that is just absolutely amazing in, in my mind. Um, it was obviously a more scaled-down convention in terms of the guests that they had this year. They were all from the you know more American side of the industry, again, because of travel restrictions. Um, Who were some of the more notable guests you've managed to come across? Um, I really didn't go to a whole lot of uh, panels that were – like, um, mm that were like talent panels. Um, but Kaiju Tang was there. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is. Oh, wait, what? Who? Uh, he is the English voice of guts and berserk. Oh, my man. Um, yeah, he's great. Uh, more recently, he was also the English voice of Joe from Megalobox. I think he's also voiced a few characters in the Tales series of video games as well. He's also done acting in Fire Emblem. Wait, have you seen the dub for Megalobox? I haven't, uh, but I've watched mm. Megalobox. It's fucking awesome. Season 2 just finished. Dude. I know, and it's fucking awesome, and you should watch it. I'll get around to it. Um, but anyway, he was there. Um, Zach Aguilar was there as well. Uh, in... Um, Something you might know him from is he's the English voice of Koichi in JoJo's. Oh, um, he's, also, whole. he's also yeah he's also the uh, the English voice of Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Mm. Um, okay. He's he's also the English voice of my boy Otto from ReZero. Oh my god! But that's cool that they still managed to get some like. Mm. At least Western talent to appear. Yeah. Um, something also that Otsukon is kind of known for is its concerts. Um, they were able to get two concerts put together uh, for this one. One was a, a concert called Open World, which was a concert, like a orchestra concert of video game music. Nice. So which who was, were performing? Um, I, I, I don't know because I didn't go. <laughs> but um, I've... I've I forget the guy's name. He's a this is a video game composer who put it on, and I I I know this person. Who? What game did he compose? Maybe. Again, I'm oh. drawing a fucking blank. I know this person. Oh my and the god! Second... Dude, you have you are the one who went there. I'm I'm a terrible I'm terrible at this. Um, but anyway, Literally a few days ago, Alex was like, "Hey, here's like a shit ton of panels that occurred. He just screenshot to be like the entire convention schedule. Get on you." <laughs> Anyway, uh, another anyway. group. Another group they had was called the J Music Ensemble. They're a group of um, like uh, modern jazz musicians, and they did oh. jazz renditions of a bunch of anime and video game music. Which I did. I wanted to go to that one, but there was something else going on that I wanted to do at the time. So, um, but they so... also they also got some other people from the industry. Um, you know, the more American side of the industry. One thing they did do is there were a couple of people from the Japanese side of the industry who pre-recorded some stuff, and they did play oh, that during really? some panels. Um, one of the ones I went to, in fact, it was the only panel I went to on Sunday, was a panel that was put on by Studio Orange, who are the studio behind mm. uh, Land of the Lustrous and Beastars, yes. Um, and they screened for the first time in the United States, at least, and their original, their anime original short film called Home. How was that? It was beautiful. It was, it was absolutely mm. gorgeous. Um, and like, what's 
I don't understand. Like. I don't understand how Orange is so good at putting together fluid CGI because the entire thing was it was full CGI, much like B Stars, okay. um, or Land of the Lustrous. Um, and I don't know how they do it, but they make it look so good and so fluid, and I'm so happy. Uh, but the... so here's my question: What did it look like? You say CGI, but like, what type of art style was it? I would say it was more. It was more akin, especially with its color palette, to Land of the Lustrous than B Stars. Mm. Um, especially with the character designs, um, there were only two real characters in this. I guess it's a short film. It was seven and a half minutes long. Mm. Um, and as I, I guess I can kind of sum up what it was about. Essentially, it's about this. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Don't eat before this. don't eat before streams, boys and girls, especially acidic foods. Um, it was essentially about this um, like space luxury liner thing that crashes on the surface of Mars, and then after a time, it's it's not really expressed how long. It feels like it's at least a few years. Um, mm -hmm. There is an astronaut that goes and explores this like crash site, um, and he finds what the spirit or the ghost of one of the passengers on that ship who was a, a very young girl who I guess got killed when a pillar or something just speared her right through the abdomen. Um, and essentially wow. he's following her through the bowels of this ship and he's just coming across different things. And like, it's very, it's very pretty. It's very colorful. It's, it's also very eerie because you're, he's surrounded by dead people. Um, in this, does in this he see ship. dead people? Uh, well, he sees one because she's the one that's leading him through the ship. And, Bad reference, but tried. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, an attempt was made. <laughs> um, and eventually he finds the the corpse of the actual girl, and he kind of gets spooked by it, and he runs out, and then the spirit of the girl runs after him, and it's it's shown that she can only get so far away from her body before mm. like there's like this invisible barrier that stops her from going any further. And mm. so eventually the I guess the the astronaut finds his courage to go back and he collects all the remains of the people on that uh liner and just takes them back to earth. That's kind of fucked up. No, ah, it, it's it's very, like that. It's very it's very sweet and then the last like shot of this of this the film is um his like rocket ship taking off and he's going back to earth to take the remains back to the families. And you see the spirit of this girl just riding on the rocket ship and just taking in the wonders of space. I wonder, this sounds really, really cool. I wonder though, if this is like, this is like just a, just a short and that's it. And that's all it's going to ever be. Or is this like sort of a, of a, like sort of a pitch for, a series to be made because hmm. I don't know if you remember, but ages ago, Madhouse produced um, Death Billiards, Billiards, which was this short. And yeah. not long after, they announced they're going to make Death Parade. And Death Billiards was pretty much just a, like a sort of prototype for Death Parade. Mm -hmm. And that turned into a full show. Um, so every time like a studio comes up with like a short movie, like you just said, they did. Hmm. I wonder if this is like a thing they're maybe planning to expand on for a new the future project but maybe it's not maybe i'm just overthinking it so i i kind of thought that too when i first saw it but after the they screened this film there was also like a 45 minute presentation by uh um, oh yeah by a uh by akihiko orikasa yeah i got it right um <laughs> 
And he explained that this short was made as part of a government program, like a grant was given out to multiple anime studios, and they Uh-oh. wanted them to find new animation talent. So all this film was made by people who are new to the industry, or who are largely new to the industry. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. actually awesome. And... Um, and so that's basically what this was. They got together, they came up with this concept, and then they animated it. Um, so I don't know if there's going to be anything more made from this. I would certainly watch something. I would like to see this maybe expanded into something more. Um, mm. I, do, I They didn't really say during this panel how this might be available for people like outside this convention to watch this. I assume at some point it's going to be on either maybe like Crunchyroll or maybe even YouTube or something where people can watch it's kind of like how shelter was i don't know mm, if you remember how yeah. that was pretty much just dropped on youtube it's like here it is yeah yeah true um shelter was great yeah that was one of the things i did at the convention that i definitely that was the only thing i did on sunday besides spend a bunch of time in artist alley oh <laughs> do you want to share some stuff you got from artist alley so I'll have to actually go get it because it was one of the only things I didn't bring with me. But I can definitely show some of the stuff I did buy. Um, a couple of things I can't show you because they are porn and we are on Twitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if you want, I know this is like chat asked a question or two. If you want to go grab that stuff uh, in the meantime, I'll Yeah, I will. It. I will be right back. Yeah, go grab that in the meantime. Uh, Down Towels. What is a show with a good first season and a terrible second season? Um many many examples i mean i i have no intention of watching uh promise neverland season two season one was really incredible i think it still holds up as like a 12 episode nine out of ten show but from very little scene of season two and then what people have been saying about it it looks garbage not gonna touch it uh but there's a shit ton of shows unfortunately that went that ill that kind of Took a turn for the rest with the second season. Uh, Tokyo Ghoul, uh, what was it? Route A was also not great, uh, but yeah. Did you get the shirts? Did, did I get the shirts? What did you say? You, were, you oh, said no. you were going to get stuff no. from Iris Sally. I got a FedEx box. <laughs> so actually, the first the first thing I'm going to show you is I got a bunch of stickers from Artist Alley, and these are all VTubers. Oh my god, okay, show me the goods. Yep, I gotta open it up here first. Give me just a second. By the way, uh, what did, what, how did you answer what, that question, by the way? Uh, I said I'm not gonna watch Promise Neverland Season 2. Don't watch it, it no. sucks. Yeah, that, and Tokyo Ghoul Rote was not great. Um, like, there, was, there are some shows that took a turn for the worst with the second season. I'm kind of drawing a blank aside from those two. Those are like the big ones I can think of. Alright, um, so... Uh, but yeah. The first, yes, the first thing. Have? So this is the only non-Hololive sticker that I bought, and it is, it is Pikmin. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I know you've never oh. watched, you've never watched Pikmin. I highly recommend her. She's awesome, and she has a laugh like a tea kettle. I don't know how to even like. Okay, uh, I'll, but, I'll take your word for it. By the way, all the rest of these are peekers. Uh, and peekers. So, yeah, what I, does that even mean? Because it looks like they're peeking up. <laughs> that's good that's really good that's i got a, i got a gura that's really good i got a kiara okay i got a ina. did you get all the ian girls i did yeah i got ina <laughs> that forehead is too small for i her. got gremlin 
<laughs> AKA Ame. What is your boy? I got dad. <laughs> AKA oh Callie. God. And then there were a couple of uh, JP girl stickers that I bought. Actually, the JP ones are actually bigger. So I got uh, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. Rest in peace, Coco. I got uh, best, best Doog, Corona. Best Doge. And then I got the Burger Fox herself. No life. Fubu. No life. <laughs> and then, Mando. and then this is one of the things I love about Artist Alley, and why you should definitely go uh, to one if you go to a convention is because um, if you buy a bunch of shit from them, they are likely to start giving you free stuff. And I got free stuff because of all the peekers I bought. They gave me this. It says stay hydrated. <laughs> That's good. Artist Alley is always my favorite place to go to in yeah. conventions that do. I mean, here in Israel, it's kind of a, a bit or harder to find stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but while I was in Berlin a few years ago for Comic-Con Berlin... Uh, ah, the R Jew the goes to Germany. Was... <laughs> <laughs> while I went to Berlin, uh, to Comic-Con Berlin, I had a great time going to art the Artist Alley there. A lot of really cool shirts and stickers and posters. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I, I always recommend Artist Alley. I mean, <laughs> not not to take anything away from the dealer's room because some of those are independent. For sure, for sure. Some of those are independent dealers as well. But the people in Artist Alley are there because they love what they do. And yeah. a lot of them aren't very cool rich. And it's cool to support them. Like, you, you literally get supported directly there. It's great. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. What else did you get from... Uh, more guy wants to know what your favorite farm animal is, Natai. I'm not answering that question. Is it a sheep? Please tell me it's a sheep. <laughs> All right. So what else did you get from the other? The other thing from Artist Alley that I got, I didn't actually buy. Soon from our server, who was there with me at the convention, bought it for me. Ooh, sugar daddy. Yeah, boy. Well, <laughs> he are, he obviously knows his fucking audience really, really well. Because what is this? It's something I haven't shut up about. If you're on our if you're on our Discord server, you know for a fact I haven't shut up about this for months. Best oh girls, I fucking love you, Camp, and I now have merch. Look at this. Is it clean, for now. <laughs> look at this. Look, look, look it at looks this. great. Look at this art. Look at this it art. It looks really good. Hold on. So it is like the. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> no, best girl. Best girl. Is that the chick with the motorcycle? Yes. Or the uh, the scooter, I suppose, yes. right? I'll watch you recamp eventually. Don't oh, worry. It's it's a not only is it a Moe masterpiece, it is one of the best slice of life anime. What to gets come out you to of... crown something a Moe masterpiece when the whole point of the show is just like relaxing and nothing happening in it? Because it's the best at doing that. I, I not to take away from anything from the show. I'm sure it's really good, but I mm. like whenever people rave about it, like you do always. Mm. <laughs> it's I'm 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 kind of confused because I'm thinking to myself. I thought this show is just about like camping and stuff. Like what's what it is, is it? What does it do that well that you're like so obsessed over it? So I because I like because if it's just oh these girls are cute, ooh, ooh then I'm like because mm. I like relaxing shows like i love things like flying witch i love poco zoo world i love k like it's fucking relaxing to watch 
Like, there doesn't have to be high drama for me to enjoy his story. For sure, for sure. Again, not taking away, but I'm like, I'll so, check it out eventually. Has our I'll music stopped? Or I, can't, I just can't hear it. I don't even know if anyone else in this, in this, uh, or I keep saying in the server, in the, in the stream chat. can hear it, kid, because I certainly can't. Yeah, chat. If you guys want to let us know, how's the music? We're trying to have some actual background music for this stream, but um, anyway, anyway. Um, um, so should I show off some of the? I, I didn't get anything else from Artist Alley, but I did get some other stuff. Should I show that off now too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Natai, you and I love Vofon, right? Yeah, my man. Um, and we love the Monogatari series, which is what he one of the things he's famous for for illustrating. Um, which you and I are in the process of doing a complete spoiler cast series for. Haha. A bucket episode coming up real soon. Uh, this, this Monday, as a matter of fact, I think I don't. Yes. Yes. This Monday. Um, and so one of the things I've always wanted is his art book that he released about a year and a half ago. Did you get the art book? I did. Oh my god! I got I got colorful dreams, and it's so wow. good. It's so it's so good. Is that Shinobu on the cover? No, this it's an original character. All the oh. all the art in here is original. It's it's all original characters, and there's a there's a, like a loose story that goes through the whole thing. Um, but just I, I I'm gonna just show a couple of things. I don't know how well it's gonna show up on screen, but just like look at this art. Look at this art. Yeah, Volpan has this sort of like I I he has a style that's to, so good. Yeah, it's it's like sort of like he very much leans into realistic sort of depictions of people. Yeah, proportional depictions of people, but there's something sort of like super, I don't know, just perfect about his characters. They like they look perfect all the time. You know, it's very hard to put into words, but he has this very specific art style that I really dig. Someone really, really says, uh, uh, Soon says, I have no music, but everything is doubled. What do you mean doubled? What do you like, mean doubled, Soon? Do you mean uh, that you can hear us twice? Because I don't think... I, no, the, my stream is muted that I'm actually watching. Hi, honey. Oh, thank you. Oh, my for the, God. For, thank you for the... Uh, oh, you sub. Thanks for the sub. Oh, my God. Thank you for the sub. What a soon. What a... Yeah, it is soon. Young Seagull is soon. Thank you for the sub. We have two subs now. Wow, we're moving on up. Chat is um, broken. No, it's, it's fine. It looks fine to me. Maybe you're broken. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please, RDM please DM, is, please DM for us again. Our DM is broken. Yeah, but yeah, oh, uh, Vofan is awesome. I, I love him. There you go. Nice. Look at that. But yeah, I highly. We, we talked if, about. If you love Vofan's artwork, I highly recommend picking up his, uh, um, his art book. Or if you I, if you I like his remember... art, I recommend the art book. Every time there's like the a new English release for the Monogatari books that mm. they have been doing for the past year or so, maybe even more. Mm. Uh, man, the the cover, the new cover art by Vofan for each and every one of the books has been mwah, just pop beautiful, notch. beautiful. Yeah. Um. Fucking. So speaking of yeah. uh, Vofan and the Monogatari series, what else um, did you get? I finally got it. Oh! I bought Nisei Monogatari. <laughs> you actually got Nisei on Blu-ray. I got I got Nisei on Blu-ray. Wow! Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> show Show does so, think you have too many names. Soon. 
So are you are you going for a full collection of the anime on Blu-ray? That's Ev oof. eventually because this this was I don't know if it'll show up, but uh, 120 bucks. 120 bucks, holy shit, dude! Uh, they had second season there with the same uh, stall that I bought this from uh, for 270. Ooh. The Blu-rays Blu for the Monogatari series are notoriously expensive. Do they have, uh, like, additional stuff be beyond just the episodes of the show? Um, each of the boxes does come with a small, like, booklet that has um, stuff from Nisio Eason in there. Like, that he's, oh, okay. that he's written, like, you know, like, messages to the people who buy it. And it's like, hey, thanks for buying my shit. I hope you like this nice. as much as I like writing it. Um, and it's got it's got some other special features. It's got um, obviously all the artwork on the boxes is original. They artwork. look great. It's original artwork that's not anywhere else. It's not in the um, in the novels. It's not in anywhere. Um, it does have uh, it's got all the trailers that ever per, uh, that were shown, all the PVs that were ever shown for it. It's got all the episodes with English subtitles, Japanese audio. Um, best. Oh, it, best also, it also includes mm -hmm. all the all the Blu-rays include textless versions of the OPs and EDs. Oh, which I know yeah. that a lot of people who make AMVs use this for. Mm. It's I think the best Monogatari trailer there is is the first the very first Kizu trailer they released mm. years before the movies came out. Where it's just Aragi heavily breathing in the train, just shocked probably by seeing Kiss shot, and the fucking jazz music is playing in the background. And then the end of the trailer, just his head pops off like a fucking champagne bottle. It's I love that. Um, great trailer. By the way, uh, bye soon. I'm sorry you have to go. Thank you for the sub, though. Thanks for the sub, too. Um, and again, speaking of the Monogatari series, I got something else that was related tangentially um so you remember a couple of years ago when they did the monogatari and madoka crossover that's right <gasps> did you get the figures i got the home run monogatari figure oh my dude holy shit it's a really so, good figure yeah so they released uh, they released two different figures for this so i got the home row wearing uh hitagi's uh, uniform. school uniform and then the other one there's actually a picture of it on here is hitagi wearing um, Homura's outfit. Man, that's so good. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I finally got a Monogatari figure. Uh, so I got that, Hi, and then... Honey. Oh. Oh, another oh, sub! Oh, oh my god, your boy sub. your boy finally subbed to us. My Thank boy. you so much. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for the sub, dude. Wow, we're moving on up, Natai. <laughs> I'm like, it's like that playing to meme. I never thought I'd get this far. <laughs> um so the last thing you that always I actually, go down from here you know, well <laughs> don't knock on wood um so the only other thing that i actually bought he says you were gonna no, sing no i'm not, not singing judas that's maybe after a few whiskey glasses of whiskey god um, damn it so the only other thing that i bought oh thank you i i assume i know who this is uh says hello from england are you uh are you the artist formerly known as earl gray <laughs> <laughs> in our server uh so the only other thing that i actually bought at the convention for myself is a uh a dvd set that i have been kind of looking for for a while dvd set yes. okay it's dvd because it's never been released on blu-ray and that's how old it is it's an older anime i want to see if you can guess what it is you need to give me a hint um it was made before i was born i was born in 1990 
Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind? I love Nausicaa, but I actually already own that. <laughs> okay, uh, give me something. It's black and white. That's how old it is. Is it Astro Boy? No, but it's it's close. It's Dororo, the original. It's, it's the original Dororo. The original Dororo. All, all, every episode of the original Dororo. Wow. How many uh, episodes was that? I believe it's 26, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. The runtime is 600 minutes. So... I that's forget. I forget off the top of my. I forget off the top of my head, exactly how many episodes it is. I have never actually seen the original Totoro. I did see the remake. The remake is fantastic, um, mm. and I want to see how this compares to it. I know that this is kind of a piece of of anime history. You know, it's it's Osuma, it's Matezuka, man. It, it, co correct me if I'm wrong. It seems from just from a glance, it's real. It's way closer to the manga art. It is. It mm. is. Um, yeah, they definitely went with a different style for the remake than the original, obviously. I'm I mean, not sleeping? Why, why is Chet saying I'm sleeping on stream? Why do you, why, why, why would you, would Chet say that? I don't know, maybe your, your video is certainly not frozen. No, <laughs> it's 2 a.m. and it's way past his bedtime. <laughs> yeah, it is 2 a.m., but what, it, it, the things I do for your guys' entertainment, I guess. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I got this. I know one person that I was with who is also in our server. Um, he goes by Colonel Ostalvo. He goes by Colonel Ostalvo now. He was just Ostalvo before, but he's been promoted. Um, he actually got picked up, um, on, again, on DVD, um, Ghost Stories. And the only Ooh. reason he got it is because it also included the English dub, which you and I, I think, both agree is one of the best English dubs ever made. I need to sit down and watch that show from beginning to end, like, legit, mm. while watching the dub. It seems like a good time. I want to say, like, bless Discotech. They were one of the few industry people who actually made it to Otakon. There were only two. Oh, uh, really? There were only two people from the industry who actually made it to Otakon and set up booths. One was Discotech. The other was Manga Gamer. Um, they make visual... They oh, they don't say they make. They um, produce and distribute Publish. visual novels. Mm. Um, okay. In in the West, so they they do localizations mm. and, and then they distribute them. Um, okay. So they were there as well. I actually went to their panel while I was there because you know I fucking love visual novels and arrogates. <laughs> uh, what else did you get? Or is uh, that's that's, that's all that I bought. Well, actually, that's not all that I bought. I did buy two arrogates from Manga Gamer while I was there. Um, I bought. I, I I can't show it to you for obvious reasons here on stream, but I did buy Emoto Paradise two and three. I've already played one. Don't give me that look. Life never prepared me for like to actually re respond to this sort of conversation. I don't know what do you want me to say, dude. It's like good on you. Like I've. Puzzle, on you. Puzzle Cat, you want to know what souvenirs I got you? Uh, I'll, you'll find out on Sunday when we actually meet here in Florida. I'll bring you a pub sub. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, okay, Any anything else you want to share from the convention? Like any I highlights? There's a lot of stuff. So I was actually... I got to go, obviously, with Soon. He and I shared a... Uh, who, who's our DM on our D&D uh, campaigns, for those who may not know. Mm. Um uh, I got to, we shared a hotel room while we were there. Um, I also got to meet up with Shinoda, who used to be on our podcast. 
Um, he actually lives near where the convention takes place. Um, I got to also meet up with a couple of other people from our Discord server as well. That was That's awesome. fun. Um, I know that one night, myself, soon, Astolfo, and Chinoda went out drinking at an Irish pub, and we spent I spent almost $300 just on liquor. Oh my god, dude. One of the things that we got, uh, both myself and Astolfo got a... Um, they had a 27-year-old Irish whiskey there. And uh, that and was... And you emptied that bottle up. We didn't buy a whole bottle. We bought just one glass of it was $100. And the glass is a shot and a half. Uh, dude, <laughs> so uh, at least was it good? I was... It was... Let me tell you something. There's not enough O's in the word smooth to describe this shit in its eye. It was so good. Wow. It was so good. Uh, so, you, so you get drunk as fuck. I wouldn't say I got... I definitely got a little tipsy, but I didn't get drunk drunk. Certainly mm. not as drunk as you were that one night after we... Um, what is after it? the snafu spoiler cast? After the snafu spoiler... Oh, God, no. We, we don't talk about that live, my dude. That's that's a, that's a, 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 one day as Patreon exclusive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I really wish... Well, no, because it was not you at your best. Not me say, and my, not even close. I was gonna say I wish we recorded that, but it's like no, that's just some blackmail no, level shit no. right there. Let let's just say let's just, let, I'll just leave it at that. There are two moments in my life mm. where I can definitely say I was at my lowest points. Mm. One of them, a friend of mine uh, saw that. Uh, like one of those moments, I should like was with one of my friends, mm-hmm. and another was this moment with you. Well, <laughs> after the Snuffus podcast, definitely. <laughs> Um, someone, your your friend says, get in a tie some, I don't know how to pronounce Gushonka. that. Gushonka. Gushonka is a Russian garbage. I oh see. Oh my god. I anyway. Thought, I thought it was some Hebrew shit. <laughs> no, no, it's it's Russian. Um, so, uh, for, for other stuff at our panel, um, you've never seen the tie drunk, count yourself lucky. Um, <laughs> um, so for other stuff at the, at the convention I wanted to talk about, there were a couple of panels that I thought were really, really, really interesting. Um, one of them I went to on Friday. It was called uh, VTuber Clipping, The Ethics and Process of Translating Talents. Right. You told me you were going. So so how did that panel go? That was It was really interesting. Um, it was designed more as a panel for people who wanted to get into VTuber Clipping uh, more than anything oh, really? else. But some of the stuff they talked about was really interesting, especially the ethics of it, because, I mean, they mentioned it, and it's right, uh, that you are acting as the voice for these people in other languages and you can put words in their yep. mouth that they don't say so there's an ethical impetus upon you as a clipper and a translator to get it right um, yeah and they they the person who was putting on the panel um who was a person that is from a translator group called whole live resort subs mm. um was really like laid it out really really good and you know, put out some ethical stuff that I never considered when you actually are the one translating, um, like Japanese to, or really any kind of talent that's speaking one talent. language yeah, and translating sure. it into another. Like, and you and I probably know this too because you and I are both multilingual. That translation is way more than just taking things from one language to another. There's also a degree of interpretation and cultural understanding that has to happen. Intent is super crucial mm. for sure. It's yeah, it's it's, it's like the, the there's the English they yeah. they use the uh, example of the English idiom raining cats and dogs. 
Like if you said that to a Japanese person and you translated it literally, they don't probably because it's a, it's a cultural idiom that they're not going to understand. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't it's, like in Hebrew. Is there a translation for that? Like, is there a uh, phrase that equates to raining cats and dogs? Uh, I don't think so. I'll try. I'll list off the top of my head. I can't think of anything. That, or how would you say? How would you? How would you say? Literal. How would you say in Hebrew? It's raining really hard outside. Oh, actually, Mal just typed it. It's literally just pouring rain. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's translation is hard, dude. It's really hard, and there's a lot of thought that needs to be put into it. Hmm. And it's, I find it interesting because VTubers, I think one of the reasons they grew so much is because of clippers. I mean, say what you will about the ethics of actually clipping stuff and publishing it. I mean, I don't think. A lot of us wouldn't have kept up with VTubers as much if the like Clippers weren't doing their like weren't clipping them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shit ton of clips that went viral, like Sakura Miko's infamous GTA clip, and a lot of the EM clips that just went around. And that's even without taking into account the old translation process of actually translating clips from non-English speakers VTubers. It's Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I remember I, I don't remember what which stream I watched and sort of the question came up of is it right to for people to clip like that the way they clip streams and I think like right like right or wrong I mean VTubers weren't wouldn't be in the same place without people just sharing clips around of them let's yeah. let's be honest I you're and the yeah, translation for sure. process that went for sure like yeah I think that's a big part of the reason outside of Japan that. VTubers have become as popular as they are. That it's because of the tr- the clippers. It's because of the translators. That, I mean, it wouldn't have happened. I think eventually we would have gotten an English branch branch of Hololive. But, I mean, that's a long time to wait for it to become popular. Yeah, although the EN branch became super popular real quick. I mean, yeah, the the most crazy. subscribed to VTuber in the world is now Galgura. Yeah. Um. She just recently oh. passed Keys and I, the OG. I wonder how. I wonder how big the EN branch of VTubers of VTubers are in Japan. Uh, I know that Gura is incredibly popular in Japan. There's just as many Clippers, like Japanese Clippers, who do the same thing for her content as there are English Clippers who do what they do for mm. the JP branch. Um. I'm surprised but, as popular as the Ian branch has become because all of them now have a, a million subscribers or more. All of them. All of the well, That's except awesome. for except for the brand new one, Iris, because she has half a million though, and she's been around for just over a month. Mm-hmm. Um, That's insane. It is. Dude, um, maybe I should just fucking change and be be an anime girl online, dude. It's like, I I've told you like I really want to use my podcast character as a VTuber at some point. I really do. I, I want my Fox wait, Boy wait, VTuber. Wait, we can chip in and maybe make that happen. Who knows? Maybe. Um, if we keep getting subs, maybe. <laughs> I... Uh, but no. And speaking of whole life, so one of the things that obviously I go to conventions for too is that there's usually lots of great cosplay at conventions. Mm. And there was. There was some really good cosplay at this convention. What was the most wild cosplay you saw? in this? The most this wild? Yeah. I saw well, a lot like, of take that to. I saw a lot take of that to whichever really, direction you would like. I saw like, a lot well, of in really, terms of like actual. Go go ahead. 
because there's like a lot of wild, like just really crazy cosplay of just so much effort put into them that you know it's always awesome to see them. I saw a lot of really, really good Chainsaw Man cosplay, and I think I'm only going to see more and more of that as we get closer and closer to the anime. I'm looking forward to that show. I um, am too. I'm, especially, I really since like. I've read the manga. <laughs> Yeah, because it, from everything that I've been hearing so far, it's like it seems whether I like it or not, there'll be a lot to talk about. Oh yes, for sure. I feel like it's definitely going to be one of those shows that once it finishes airing, we're going to be doing a spoiler cast on the podcast for it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, and, and hopefully Mappa won't overwork their staff while producing it. Who knows? So. You're asking an awful lot Please. there. Um, I was reading an article recently about that actually that they've been talking about. Yeah, the new studio has been the new workspace has been working pretty well like it seems like people are taking to it very well in terms of like how like mm. the workspace atmosphere and stuff yeah I, I'll, I'll try and find the actual article later but i one thing i was su- one thing i was surprised about for this convention um considering how popular it is is i saw very little whole live cosplay i saw mm. very little vtuber cosplay in general I, I mean we saw some guras which i expected um yeah, I saw like a dozen Guras, and that was that was pretty much it. I saw one Corone, I saw one Pekora, and I saw one Ina, and that was it. That was all the VTuber or whole life cosplay that I saw, and I was expecting it was so the Ina much cosplay more. with the entire like tentacles. No, it like, was a guy. <laughs> Why are you giving that look? Guys can cosplay female characters. Oh. I don't have anything to add. It was, it was I have good no cosplay. opinion on the matter. It was good cosplay. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised at that. Um, oh, so another um, another great panel that I went to was one that was on Saturday. Um, it was called okay. a- it was called Ace Attorney on Trial: Criminal Justice in Japan. Mm. And so it was put on by uh, a duo uh, of panelists who. Um, they both obviously love the Ace Attorney games. Um, but one of them was someone who was very fluent in Japanese and had a lot of, um, I won't say like firsthand experience, but had a lot of knowledge of the Japanese criminal justice system. And the panel kind of went through all the different aspects of the games and asked, like, how does this compare to how it actually is in Japan? Um, and one thing I never realized, because I always thought that most, if not all, of the criminal justice that's put on display in Ace Attorney is completely fictionalized. A lot of it's not. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, oh. the, ob- the yelling at people in court obviously doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, um, but... Like the idea, and we've talked about it. We've kind of touched on it a little bit on previous WTF episodes about how in Japan, like if a case goes to trial, it has like a ninety-eight to ninety-nine percent conviction rate. So, like if you go to trial, mm. there's a very good chance that you're going to get convicted of at least one charge. It's it's very interesting because I might be totally off, and I'm probably wrong, but just like an observation mm. while watching some anime, it seems like. When when you get arrested, it's like you're you're uh, what's the phrase? You're, um, um, I think it's like guilty till proven otherwise or something like that. You're viewed as pretty much like guilty. Mm. Yeah, and they, you know, they it's they they actually now it's viewed there. They pointed that out in the panel, like in in theory, 
you're innocent until proven guilty in Japan, in practice, society mm. views you as guilty if you get caught doing anything. Well, there you go. It's it's really interesting how because I I, this, I think it was while well, watching Erased from, of all things. Mm. There's like the moment where like he, there's like this small scene where he's been taken into custody, and like from the get go of the, from the get go of the show, like he fears the police, even though he doesn't do anything wrong. There's like not a moment of him trying to talk to the police and tell them I haven't done this crime I haven't been accused of. And like it's it's interesting that there it's like even if you have any relation to like being caught by by or chased by the police, there's like society there views you as a criminal and to prove it otherwise. It's one, really interesting. One thing they talked about in this panel, and it's it's it, even in the Ace Attorney games, it's considered like the gold standard of evidence is um, the Japanese criminal justice system uses confessions as like mm. the absolute gold standard, which I don't know how it is in Israel, but here in the U S like a confession is not necessarily viewed as like the gold standard that you want in evidence. Like you want physical hard evidence in Japan. It's like, if you confess to it, it's like case closed. That's an interesting question. I'm not too aware of like the actual like nuances of, of, this type of laws in Israel and how like they view evidence, but I think confession is like also like put it to a very high pedestal, you could say, yeah. so it's like importance. I am, but I don't take my word on it. I actually should check that, check that because that's an interesting question, actually. And and for the most part, in American, the American criminal justice system, a confession aren't enough. A con the... Not not yeah. always, not always, because the, you know anyone can say anything. Um, and people wrongfully confess all the time to stuff they didn't do because of pressure. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how it is in in Japan, too. Like, you're pressured in the interrogation process to say something. Say anything. Um, also, apparently, there, there's I mean, no... There's... Apparently, in, in Japan, there's no right to remain silent, either. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, if, it, especially in court, if you get asked a question, you have to answer it. You can't say, like, I refuse to answer that question on the basis oh. that, you know, uh, the answer might be served to incriminate me. What a wild place, dude. Mm. Japan is so strange. Also something I thought was kind of, I thought it was fictional, but apparently jury trials are a very new thing in Japan. Um, because really? in, the, in the Ace Attorney game, there is no jury. Or at least in the first three mm -hmm. Uh, the original trilogy of Ace Attorney games, there is no jury. There are in the newer games. Mm -hmm. And that's because, you know, recently they have been introducing jury trials. Um, that's crazy. In, in Japan, at least largely, um, criminal trials are done by a trio of judges, not just mm -hmm. one. But in so, the games, there's only this one. There's ju there is just judge. the judge. There's not even the just, judge. One, yeah. just the judge. Uh, Japan, you lied. I know, but in the, I, I found that panel so fascinating, and I learned so much. Um, that's awesome. Mm. That's really cool. Any other really cool panels you want to share? Um, yeah, there were there were a couple that were just kind of fun. Um, there was. It's not like I want you at my panel history of the Sundere. I'd go to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they made a very compelling argument at that panel as to why Taiga from Toradora is not a Sundere. She's a very surface level Sundere because then you sort of like 
get to see her character and how she actually is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's definitely like a, just a front. Yeah. Which is like very much not assumed ever later on. Um, I mean, she has her moments, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I told you before I went to the manga and uh, manga gamer industry panel, <laughs> the now and future of visual novels. That was an eighteen plus porn. panel. I didn't. I didn't buy the porn at the at the panel. I bought it in the, their booth in the dealer's room. Um, shaking my head. <laughs> I also went to a panel that's put on by a group um, who I'd love to get on this podcast at some point if we ever could. Called Manly Battleships, who are at Otakon every year, hmm. I think. Um, and they put on what? an 18-plus panel on Saturday night called Boku no Pornorama 4. You only watch oh, once. No. Oh, no. Okay. It was basically a panel where they showed off some really fucked up hentai. And I'm not... It wasn't even Boku no Pico. Like, do you think fucked up hentai, you immediately go to Boku no Pico? It wasn't even Boku no Pico. I'm glad I still haven't watched Boku no Pico, even for the memes I haven't watched it. One day you and I will sit down and watch it together. Why would you think you you piece of shit? You criticize me for watching Interspecies Reviewers with my buddy, and now and now you're talking about watching with me Boku no Pico. If you can watch Boku or if you can watch Interspecies Reviewers with other people, you can watch Boku no Pico with me. But that's a fucking comedy. It's a, like See, like the whole premise of interspecies reviews about going to 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 brothels with your mates, okay? So watching the show with your mates makes it even better. I'm just saying. I, I rest my case. Um, I also went to a panel called Anime's Fallen Giants. That was kind of interesting, where they talked about um, studios Gynax. that were. Yeah, that was one of the ones they brought up. Um, the big one. They talked about studios that were like really, really big at one point, and then just gone who else did they talk about maybe manglobe uh, is that what they mentioned no but they did talk about um god i'm drawing a fucking blank again god because manglobe because manglobe was the studio behind samurai shampoo mm. and some other really big shows which uh, then it got shut down they just broke they were broke so i think it was the last show was gangsta if you remember that one show mm. from they- which one is it they did talk yeah. about Mushi Productions, which was like the original production company back in the '60s um, and I think early '70s that worked on a lot of Tezuka's early works, like Astro Boy and all that. Yeah, before mm. before Tezuka spun off and did his own studio. Interesting. Um, yeah, um, there was also a late night panel on Saturday I went to called Evangelion's Impact on Anime, um, which mm. I definitely think with the release today of the final Evangelion oh, rebuild shit, movie. Came out, right. Yeah. It is Friday the thirteenth. Um I think with that on on we need to talk about it on our podcast at some point. I so Ariel, a friend of mine, you know Alex. So he and I talked about we, we wanna watch the rebuilds very soon, probably. Like for me it's been a long time since I watched Evangelion and End mm. of Evangelion. So I'm I'm I feel prepared for a new version of this story to mm. to watch because I haven't watched any of the rebuilds yet. So I'm definitely looking forward to I think what we them. should do, especially since I've kind of committed, I guess, to having watch alongs in our server. At least I'd like to do <laughs> at least one one a week if I can. Um maybe not every one on the same day or at the same time. Yeah. But it's something that we're going to start doing on our Discord server, which you should definitely join. Um, I uh, 
I think maybe we should do the rebuild movies and just watch them in order. Um, That's an idea. The one, I'm, I'm the one either. we're actually going to watch tonight because we actually do tonight um, on our Discord server. So right. if you're watching this and you're not on our Discord server and you want to watch along with us some anime with us, definitely join. Um, and if you're on stream right now, you're more than welcome to join us right after the stream is over. Yes, um, because it will be starting shortly after the stream is over. Um, what the one we're watching tonight is one I found out about at this um, the panel about anime's fallen giants. Um, so it's what we're going to be watching tonight is called Royal Space Force. It is the very first. Okay. It is the very first anime production done by Studio Gainax um, in 1987, Ooh. and it was huh. a complete and utter flop for the studio when it came out. Really? Is their, that ver- like... their first production was a complete failure. Is that like their first TV production? It was. It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Mm. Okay. Um, it's, it's it's a roughly two hour long movie, and it was a complete commercial and critical flop. It has with well, time. Then... It has with time garnered a sizable following. I guess you would say it's certainly mm. critically well acclaimed now. Um, and they showed at the at the panel. They actually showed a clip from it. I had never heard of it or seen it, and I was this is the first bl- time hearing about this. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. I was blown away by knowing that it was done back in 1987. How good it looks, dude. Gainax are like were wild. I mean, there uh, have you have you seen the Daikon short uh, movie they made? I have. Yeah. So that Daikon, I think it's Daikon Four. Pretty much the whole story behind that is that they Gainax were the very beginning where they're like a few guys just you know Ano and uh, Imaishi and all of these just the founders of Gainax were just them so they pretty much um, they they produced this like very short uh, film as like an an introduction to a convention called Daikon and I think it was the Daikon 4 the fourth Daikon they released this very just awesome awesome video you can look it up on YouTube Again, Daikon 4, and it's just just this short film with all these pop culture references, and the animation is beautiful. And there's this one specific uh, section of the video, which is like this explosion destroying all these buildings. It looks amazing. It's it's real something. It is it is amazing what they were able to do back in the day. Yeah. With with they had limited resources too. It's not like there were a ton of them at the studio. Yeah, and it just these like. Like, very few, like, I think, I don't know how old they were, but young people just working their asses off all I, night to do this. It's amazing. I mean, a lot of the people back then are still in the industry today, and some of them have gone mm-hmm. on to do amazing things. Hideki Anno went on to make Evangelion, and now he's got Studio Kara. Uh, Hiroyuki Imaishi uh, wor- Trigger, wor- yeah. worked on Evangelion and came up with uh Gurren Lagann, Pantheon Stocking, and then it's like, fuck this, I'm going to go do my own thing, and now he's got Studio Trigger. Yep. A lot um, of talented people came from There Gainax, were a lot sure. of really talented people in the early days of Gainax. Gainax was big. Gainax was huge for a long time. I mean, yeah. we, you talk about Gurren Lagann, Pantheon Stocking, it's fuck Evangelion. Like, it, Gainax were huge for the longest time. Yeah, they've got some great, they got some great anime titles under their belt, and now they're just sure. gone. But this is news to me. I didn't know that like they actually produced a movie that flopped. Yeah, their very first production, it just completely flopped. It's amazing that they didn't destroy the studio. That's um, insane. That's that's really insane. Yeah. Um. I mean, 
aside from that, I, there's nothing else really that I needed to felt like I needed to talk about about the convention. I'm congrats and props, major props to the people who put this on. Like I said at the beginning, um, because I can't imagine that this was easy in any way for them to get together everything mm. they did. Um, and I do want to say that they they put this thing on pretty much without a hitch. Like normally. I would go into a convention under normal circumstances um, and say I'd nitpick little things like, you know, you could do the lines this way instead of that way or, you know, just little things. I I find it very difficult, even though I did think there were things they could have done better with this to nitpick too much because of considering the circumstances, considering the circumstances, considering three months they had to put all this together, considering that we're still technically in the middle of a pandemic um it was great and i think the safety precautions that they did co- the covid related safety stuff that they did worked really well were I you all were there like a mask mandate yeah you had to wear masks mm-hmm. everywhere inside the convention center unless you were you know in certain specific areas like eating or whatever um you had to um like even cosplayers getting pictures taken and they had to keep their mask on Mm, I, 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 one thing I found funny is that that led to a lot of people cosplaying characters that actually wore masks in their show. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that they could wear the mask that their characters wore. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, as their masks. Um, is Otakon your favorite convention to go to? It, it's certainly the favorite, my favorite that I've been to so far. My favorite anime convention, at least, that mm. I've been to so far. I mean. I know that we. I've been to Anime Expo, and yeah, I like the convention. I just don't like the city it's in. I hate Los Angeles so much. Oh, I'm sure Los Angeles sounds like the uh, worst. <laughs> but I've been I've been to Otakon three years now. I went in 2018, 2019, and 2021, and mm. I have not I have not had an instance where I have not enjoyed myself. Not even just the convention, just the city itself. DC. I love DC. Um, awesome awesome it, it's great uh i can't wait i'm definitely going next year i've already made up my mind <laughs> that i'm going i know one thing that we've talked about um you know not just me and you um but show and john on our podcast as well is getting together at a convention uh recording an episode of the podcast where all of us are finally in the same room together for the first time recording while being physically in the same room would be really wild uh, uh, and maybe even ha- you know host a couple of panels because that is something you can do at Otakon. They have lots of fan panels. In fact, most of the panels I went to were fan panels. Does the convention help you like set up the panel itself or do they like yeah, just there's like a spot here you can uh no occupy. but the, they they kind of walk you through it. You apply obviously to you know you tell them what you kind of want to talk about, who you are, um and any kind of equipment you need like chairs, table, mm-hmm. computer, whatever. Um, and they kind of let you do your own thing. That they they the way they do panels is they, I mean, they separate it into like industry, talent, stuff like that. But they also separate it into like general panels and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Eighteen plus. So you mm. can you can do more adult oriented stuff at Otakon. Those are usually done in the very late evening or late afternoon mm. to the evening because on Friday and Saturday they have panels that go all the way to like 11 o'clock at night. Oh, fuck, really? Yeah. 
That's awesome. That seems like a really like just a really good time. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to see if next year is gonna be possible for me to come as well. Because yeah. I, I mean, side note, I still haven't been to the states, and there's a lot of places and people I want to go and see and meet friends from the states. I mean, you guys for the podcast and other friends. I feel like um, if you I'm, do it, you got you got to do it as like a two week long like. Yeah, that's the hard part. Is like the 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 thing of like. Going to the states for a weekend seems kind of, ugh. Mm. if I'm there, I wanna enjoy myself even more. We'll yeah, see. for sure, for sure. Um, also, I think there might be a slight issue with our uh, our stream. I know saying it's unstable for me. I'm sorry if y'all are having trouble watching. Our I have stream it open. Right now. I have it open. So far, it looks okay. I don't oh. see. Anything. Maybe it's me. <laughs> Maybe you're it's always me. the problem. I, I I am the problem child. Um, yeah, I, I would love to if next year we could all get together at Otakon. Um, Just for the recording together in a room alone would be worth it for sure. Doesn't oh, matter if oh, for sure. the convention or not. But I think that, you know, maybe us doing one or two panels at the convention would be great too. Um, if let nothing let else, us know, guys, if there's anything you would like us to do a panel about. Yeah, we'll, boy. That's like a cool idea. It seems like a cool idea. I think for you and I in particular, there's a um, a lot of topics you and I could do panels on. Dude, like, let me talk for hours about fucking JoJo. I'll be fine. Speaking of which... Yes, what a great segue. Fucking phenomenal. I'm a god. I'm a god amongst men. Uh, I haven't seen the new JoJo trailer, but holy shit. December is coming around the corner, and so am I. <laughs> my man yeah i think you Dude, i think you mean I tell you i think you mean your girl jolene my girl dude i i've been saying it for a while now fall 2021 dude it's you, actually happening you are two for two with jojo premiere predictions at this point you realize that <laughs> you were right about part five and you were right about part six you 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 guessed it almost to the T. I'm so happy. Now, I'm I don't so think, happy you I don't think, that comment. I don't think you thought that it would be like December when you said fall 2021. No, 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 no. Because it's like it's right near the end of the fall season. But it's, it still counts. It still counts. I will take it. I'll yeah. take that win. I mean, it but, is. yeah, it is the fall season, even though you know a lot of people don't think of December as being a fall month. Yeah. Uh, but seasons-wise, it's still fall. I still take my prediction. Because... Like I, I, technically, I said either fall twenty twenty one or winter twenty twenty two. That twenty twenty two. Yeah, that that was my prediction. The and only I, reason I, you said winter twenty twenty two is because I goaded you into adding that. Because I thought I, the only reason you added winter twenty twenty two to your predictions because I said, "Are you really sure?" Because that doesn't seem like quite enough time. And he's like, "Well, maybe I gave winter twenty twenty two." And I mean, but, it will be airing during winter twenty twenty two. So by the uh, way, you were right. The, the the really weird news is that it's actually coming to Netflix first in yeah, December. Yeah, so I, now, I I didn't read that that article that you linked in our server because you know you did it while I was at the convention and it kind of went away. Yeah, and I forgot about it. But so what is so, the deal with that? So it's still not one hundred percent clear. It's been announced that it's coming to Netflix in December. At the same time, they've said it's gonna air on Japanese television starting January twenty twenty two. The thing is, it's like I've been reading conflicting like news about it, and it, on the um, 
on the uh, Netflix official like YouTube trailer, it says in the description, from December, uh, from December 2022, part six is gonna air worldwide. Hmm. Uh, so it's not, it's not 100 clear if it's all the episodes gonna air at once or it's gonna be a weekly release on Netflix. It's not clear at all. Um, is that release on Netflix supposed to be worldwide or just in Japan? It's worldwide. It's worldwide. Wow. On December, which is awesome. I'm 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 super glad. I, w- I will say this: if it's if it's worldwide and they do air it week to week on uh, on Netflix, that's a huge Dang. game changer that's for huge. Netflix. It's huge. Like the only other show that, that aired so far week to week on Netflix was Violet Evergarden, right? Was there? Yeah, but it, did, was... it didn't. It didn't air week to In week US, outside of Japan. Outside. Worldwide, they released all the episodes on the same day. I think it was the day was it after. Only in, was it only in, out in the U.S. that it didn't air week to week? It was Yeah, it was only in the U.S. week to week. or On Netflix, that it did not air week to week. The way they did it on Netflix is I believe it was the day after the season ended. It All the episodes were available on Netflix in the U.S., but then now I wonder. It's it's because Netflix almost never releases like these major shows without them being dubbed. Does this mean we're getting a dub already? No way. I don't think I there find is any it, chance. Th- there's a lot of Unlike stuff. Like, like you said, there seems to be a lot of conflicting information with this because I find it very difficult to believe that the anime is completed, much yeah, less dubbed in English. There's. I don't think it. It is. But it's again, it's just not clear, and that the thing that just throws a wrench into it is the fact that it they it is announced it will release on Japanese TVs weekly starting January. So it's it's weird. I don't think it's gonna be they're gonna drop the entire season. In I, what, here's I think what, it's, what what I think, and I have nothing to back this up. I think it's gonna be one of those things where uh, a few weeks before they start airing it week to week on television, they're gonna release mm. like the first five episodes on Netflix. Wasn't that? Didn't that happen with BNA? I think so. That, that one had a weird release schedule. That, that as had well, a very right? weird release schedule as well. You're absolutely right. They released I, I like a few first episodes, waited a few months, and then released another few episodes. Yeah, cause, well, I, the, I, I, don't quote me on this because I've completely forgotten exactly how it worked. I think with BNA is like two seasons before it even aired at all, they showed the first episode. And that's right. Yeah. And there then, like, like a that. couple of months went by, and then they, they released the first, I think, three episodes on the first day of the season. And then the rest of them were done week to week. It was a very, very strange release schedule. It was. But, and then they didn't even yeah. do that for outside Japan, because outside Japan, you're like, you gotta wait, like, eight months. and Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. I'm Either way, December is coming real soon. It's, it's just around the corner. It's Don't amazing. Don't remind I, me. I, <laughs> And I, I can't wait. I'm 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 so like it's always exciting when a new JoJo thing is coming out. Hmm. Whether it be this new season or soon maybe part nine in the manga. Um so I'm excited. I you've watched the trailer. What did it look like for you as someone read the manga? Because I'm avoiding the trailer. It looks very good. Um I th- I definitely think they got a good person to do Jolene's voice. Does the art style change much, or is it very similar to Part Five? Because... I would say I would say uh, of all the parts, because one thing that JoJo's is known for is its evolving art style. I would say yeah. that Part Five and Part Six have the most similar art styles. But in terms of the trailer itself, how does it look like compared to Part Five? I'd say it looks very again? much like Part Five. 
Mm. Um, the that, color that art style was the, the color palette is a little different, but you kind of expect that because mm. you're going to a different setting. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'm I'm excited. I I can't wait. I I I, I I'm happy. I think I'm it's happy. I think it's funny that this part of JoJo's is going to be taking place in the a city that I've been to. <laughs> it's a city that I can drive oh, right, to. Right. It takes it, place it in takes Port place in America. It takes place in Port St. Lucie, Florida. God damn it. Well, at most of it takes place in Port St. Lucie, Florida. There's also another part of it that takes place in Cape Canaveral. Hmm. But yeah, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to I, I hope soon we'll get more information about the actual release schedule because so far it's just been December. It's hmm. coming out worldwide in December. But actually more information about how many episodes, what it's going to look like. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really curious as to how many episodes it's gonna have because I think it'll have maybe about as many episodes as part five if I had to guess. So far, with part four and part five, thirty nine episodes seem to be the right amount of episodes they needed for mm. these parts. Um, um, yeah, I'm, also, I'm really curious as to what's gonna happen with it because it seems like I'm also really surprised that if if Netflix is the only place it's gonna be, like, did Crunchyroll just fucking drop the ball? So far, it's been streamed on Crunchyroll almost exclusively, right? Um, I don't know. I don't well, know. no, because the, the other parts are on Netflix. Not all. I think only no, parts one it's and got, two. It's got parts one, two, and three, I believe mm. now. I can go look that up, actually. I have a Netflix it's, account. Let me go look that up. It's interesting. I'm. I have a Japanese again. Netflix account, too. <laughs> Again, I'm. I'm Oops. No, shut up, Netflix. I'm being super pumped. I'm always happy. It just it makes me like super giddy whenever there's like news about new JoJo. It it's okay. hard to explain. So it's... on Netflix, Netflix currently has all of Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. It has all right. both seasons of Stardust Crusaders, and it has all of Diamond is Unbreakable. So the only thing it doesn't oh. have is Part Five. Wow. Okay. I know some. I, I why did I hear this? That one of the executives on the Japanese side of Netflix is used to be a producer in, in David Production from I David Production. Show, had so not heard that. There's your connection. Um, uh, this is also weird because if it's going to be airing on Netflix, that means that Netflix is going to have all but one season of JoJo's. I mean, unless they're eventually planning on acquiring Part Five. Probably, I don't see any reason why not to. It's I just hope it doesn't. Parts. I hope it doesn't end up with one of those things like they have with um, Takagi-san, because Netflix has the has Takagi Takagi-san season two, but they have never licensed season one. season one. Oh my god, Netflix! God damn it! I hope it doesn't also, end up with have, that. Although they have all the rebuilds for Evangelion, but they don't have the final rebuild movie because Amazon picked it Netflix. up. That Bezos money, bro. That Bezos money. Quick. That that dick rocket money, man. Quick question. Do you have any prediction for the ED song? Ah, yes. I was going to ask you about that if you had any predictions. I have one. Um, that It's really out there, and a lot of people are going to say, like, what? Um, but a pe- people said the same thing about uh, Freaking You, so... Freaking uh, you was amazing. It, it was. I'm it. glad they changed it to Modern Crusaders by the time they got to the really serious stuff. Because it was going to be really jarring to have like some of those light, later fight scenes where everyone's getting their ass handed to them. And then it's like the 2B continue. So I'm like, I'm horny. Yeah. Um, that would have been so like a huge thing. Um, 
for part six. My prediction for the ED for part six is Coldplay's Clocks. Ooh. That's that's my prediction. Because uh, what year does it take place? It takes place six. in 2011. But around the time that it was being written is about the time that song was popular. That'll be huge if that song is the ED. That'll be really big. I mean, although JoJo so far had some really big e- EDs. Mm. I mean, fucking songs from Yes and, I mean, fucking Savage Garden and, yeah. The Bangles. Good. Yeah, the Bangles. Good shit all around. Someone pointed this out to me the other day, and I had never really considered it. By the way, uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh... To the stream. I'm just gonna call you by your Discord name because I like it better, Earl Grey. <laughs> um, mostly because I gave you that name. Uh, but thank you for stopping by, and uh, I hope you have a good sleep. Um, but no, someone pointed this out to me that um, "Walk Like an Egyptian" was used for the part of Stardust Crusaders where they're not actually in Egypt. <laughs> That's true. They 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 got but... rid of the ED when they got to Egypt. <laughs> But it's so perfect. Walk like an Egyptian is such a perfect song for that for part three. It's ah, man. I will say so though, the, the funny thing was when I first watched part three, um, I kind of poo pooed Last Train Home because I thought like this doesn't seem very JoJo's. But then I got to but the last. You the end. When I got to the last few episodes, I'm thinking, oh my god, Ooh. this is so good. Yeah, Last Train Home is is solid as fuck. It's same. At first, I'm like, this seems a bit jarring. It's like, okay, kind of somber. I don't know. Hmm. But then you reach the end of the journey. It's like, oh, mm. oh, it is a Last Train Home. God damn. But when they changed the ED for um, Part 5 to Modern Crusaders, I'm like, yes, this yes. is very yes. appropriate. Modern Crusaders is perfect for... Modern Crusaders for is a good song. Like not, it's a great song. Yeah. Not just a good JoJo's ED song. It's just a good song. Same with um, um, I want you. Yeah, that chicka cherry cola, dude. It's perfect. <laughs> Everyone... I never forget when Part Four came out and people were like, "Oh, All Star by Smash Mouth, All Star by Smash Mouth, please." And it didn't happen. <clears throat> Excuse me, I choked on some air there. <laughs> I got so excited about All Star. Um, that is also another ED song. I wouldn't be surprised to see for Part Six. It's such a meme tier, so that like, who knows? The question, also... the big question I have as a manga reader, and this is not a spoiler, I genuinely wonder if Data Productions is going to a- animate the masturbation scene from the manga. Yes, I'm gonna question yes. that. Okay, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting Jolene. I'm sure it'll be good to desu. Yare yare dawa. Also, wishful thinking, but I. Honestly, hope I, I hope to God Shoko Nakagawa is gonna sing the OP because that that's the same artist who sang the uh, uh, Solario days from Gurren Lagann. Yeah, and, and she's, she's a huge, huge JoJo fan. JoJo fan. Yeah, she she's huge JoJo fans, and I I really wish she'll be the one to perform the OP for Part Six, at least one of them. I kind of hope so too. Although I feel like they're gonna get Jolene's VA to sing the song. He sings as well. I. Don't know if she does, but I think they're gonna try and get her to. <laughs> I don't know. I Isn't just... it exciting that we're getting part six so soon, dude? It's gotta be awesome. I wouldn't necessarily call it soon. It's been what two and a half years. I mean, from now soon. Oh dude. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. 
Uh, it's been a while. That's that. It's exciting. It's it just means that we're one step closer to an animated version of Part Seven. That's true. We'll see you in ten years or so. Yeah. Right. Um, and then, awesome. and then, uh, like the the news recently that um, Araki is, is ending. ending Part Eight <laughs> after ten years. And he said he said that he wants to do one more part. Um, he's in his early sixties now, so he better hope that it, the serialization doesn't last as long as it did for Part Eight. He's going to be working into his eighties. We're going to witness a new part of the manga being written. Yeah. Um, one thing, I, I know this has been like rumored, and there's a part of me that hopes it's true, that no he might try to... No, that he might try to actually bridge the the new no, universe. No, don't say it. Some people don't... Don't say it. I mean, I think it's pretty common knowledge that Seven and no, Eight take no, place don't in an do alternate it. universe. Don't do it. Don't, oh my god. Don't anyway, I would like to see him maybe make an attempt to bridge the two universes, because oh I haven't read... Well, the final chapter isn't out just yet um but and i'm not gonna spoil anything obviously uh but i feel like there's too many loose ends that are still out there for him to wrap everything up with just one more chapter i have a distinct feeling that part eight is going to end on a cliffhanger that'll be interesting and i think part nine is super complete I, i i think that part nine might actually just be a continuation of part eight and that's what makes me think that they're going to try and bridge the two universes. Who knows? It's JoJo's. Something Honestly. else. Something else. Manga-wise, that you and I are really interested in. So this this month, the final chapter of Berserk that uh, Miro worked on comes out. That's right. It's it's dropping real soon. Yeah. And the, the, his his team has said that they are going to try and continue it with his notes. So. Oh, they have said that. They're, they say they're going to try, and they say that if they Ooh. if they go along with this and they feel like they can't do it justice, they're just not going to do it. Ooh. It's. I don't know how to react to that aside from a big ooh. Um, I that's heavy. If they try and do it, I wish them the best of luck because that's they, there's yeah. some huge shoes that they're trying to fill. Um, because like I, I I am not caught up. I'm still like chapter three hundred or so. Like I have a lot. I still have some chapters to go. Hmm. But it it seems like even if they were gonna keep going at it, it's gonna take a while to they're going to conclude the story because it doesn't feel like the story is anywhere near even ending. Well, I, I guess that for them saying that they want to try and, and continue it, there is there was at least from Mira some direction that he wanted to go to to end it. So Yeah. I feel but, like yeah, if he didn't have that, they wouldn't even try. Hopefully people won't be shitheads towards them. Yeah, I mean, they're it's an impossible situation for them because obviously yeah. anything they create after this is not going to be from the original author. It's so. like, it's a tough situation as well because like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It's like, if yes. you, they wouldn't have done it, people would be like, Oh, you could have carried the torch or whatever. It's like, shut the fuck up. I was like, <laughs> honestly, I would, I have no, I have no clue how they are handling it because it's like so much pressure and so much. <clears throat> I can't, yeah, I can't imagine the pressure that they're under. Um, yeah, yeah, that that happens this month. That's it's crazy to think about that that he's fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not over. I'm not over that. I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm terrified to go back and continue reading because it's it's because you know strange. you're gonna get to a point where 
this isn't him anymore. Yeah, it's strange. What a what a what a legend, dude! Like, what a legacy! What a legacy, dude! Like, Berserk on its own is such a fucking magnum opus of a legacy that it left behind. Mm. It's like it's incredible. Like, it, it so much influence over so many things in pop culture. Mm. It's insane. It's insane. It is. It's it's crazy to think about. Um, do you? Because I, I had this conversation once. Like someone told me that he now more than ever is hesitant to recommend Berserk, and I was like, "Nah, I still would highly recommend it to anyone who's into manga." Yeah, I... even if it ends like this, this is it. That's the end of it. I still would highly recommend it to anyone who reads manga. Well, it's like at least for me with High School of the Dead. Like I know it's it's not you can't even compare Berserk and High School of the Dead. They're two totally different things but yeah. i mean both of those things both of those things have been now had their creators die before they were finished um and it's still a good yeah. manga i still recommend it even though it's not finished there's it's so much like like berserk affects you in so many ways you don't even expect it's like i i would i, I wouldn't i would never regret reading that manga might... and watching the original show as well it's it's so powerful I mean, it, it may incredible. make you it may make you think that Griffith did something wrong, and he, he didn't. Oh fuck you! He, fuck he, he you! He really didn't. <laughs> I oh. was I was having a moment, and you just fucking ruined me. That just Piece reminded me. That just reminded me. So when I went to the and bought Nizia Monogatari at the convention, the guy I bought you feel it like from. Brushing your teeth. No, no. I well, maybe. Uh, no, the guy I bought it from. Uh, I, I handed it to him. He says, so who's best sister? I said, well, Karen, obviously. And he's like, good choice. Good choice. And I said, but Kaiki is best girl. And he's like, my man. My man. And it's true. If, if you watch well, the Monogatari series and you come away with any opinion other than Kaiki is best girl, you didn't watch it right. Yeah. Slight, slight side note. Watching the first one, the first episode and a half of Nisa, I was like, "Holy shit! I forgot some really interesting stuff happened here." So, There's a Nisa is probably my second favorite part of the entire Monogatari series. Nisa is wild. Nisa is wild. Nisa is is absolutely wild. Um, I can't wait to do our spoiler cast of it. <laughs> oh, we won't go over an hour, John. We promise. Well, we, well, we may go an hour. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, John was a little upset with how far we ran over with our Pokemon Country spoiler cast. Dude, it was such a fun episode, though. I had a lot of fun recording. It was. I mean, I died halfway through, but I, I'm glad. Loved... I'm glad that we decided to do, to do a, a redo of our old Pokemon or our old Monogatari spoiler cast, and then break it up into parts instead of doing the whole it thing just... as one thing. That original episode does not do it justice. It's it just doesn't. The... We, there was so we much. So many friends. There was so much we didn't even touch on. Yeah, um, we didn't even touch it on Hachikuji that original episode. Yeah, you're right. We did. We went the entire episode, that entire recording, and not even once mentioned Hachikuji. Like, not gonna She's not. Even, she's not one of my favorite characters, but still, not talking about her is still like a major thing. It's like whoa, that. Whoa. That scene in second season, though. Still a long way till there. <laughs> Hold your horse. That's a powerful we'll scene, there. though, man. It's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. It might have changed my opinions on her. Hmm. 
but, it, but it's, it's, it's it's funny we got a lot of interesting things coming up on the podcast it's something we rarely talk about on the podcast the things we have coming up because we have a new way we're going to try and do our movie reviews um where we're, we're going to be doing a perfect blue <laughs> okay a little behind is it that we, are we are we actually doing a perfect blue is that the plan that is the plan for now, yes. Yeah. So okay. a little behind-the-scenes information. A, a few months ago, we actually recorded a Perfect Blue uh, movie review. Uh, myself, what happened to it, Alex? My, myself, Show, and John actually recorded that. And we, we, we got together. We recorded it. We saved it. We sent all the files to John. And then John's like, uh, guys, did you ever send me those files? Oh, my God. And we're God. like, yeah, we did. And he's like, can you send them to me again? We're like, okay. Because it, it's happened before where John has forgotten to actually download one of our files. And they'll say, hey, I forgot to download your file and I accidentally deleted it. Can you send it to me again? Because mm-hmm. we have – what we do, for those who may not know, is we record all of our episode or all of our audio, rather, for the podcast that we do separately. So – and then we send those files to John, our editor, to put them all together into the episodes that you hear. Yep. Um, and we have a policy in place where we are supposed to keep our files, our individual files, until the episode actually goes out. Um, and then they can be deleted. Uh, John didn't heed his own advice and deleted his audio file uh, before he actually got through editing. <laughs> oh, my God. And... Um, so, so we lost that episode. So myself and show had our audio file, our full audio files. And John was actually able to um, restore most of his audio file. But there's like a giant portion in the center where there's just nothing. It's complete silence. <laughs> mm. And so oh we God. had to scrap the entire thing. So now um, we're going to try and do that again with Perfect Blue. We're obviously going to rewatch it. We'll probably have that as a watch along in our server as well. Um, for people who... And hopefully this will be like our first uh, foray into sort of this movie club thing we're gonna yeah. try and do. Yeah. So like uh, before, before we have yeah. just the the four of us on the podcast have just kind of thought, well, here's a movie, let's do a review of it, and then we'd never tell anybody about it until it comes out. So now what we're gonna do is at the end of all of our movie reviews, uh, someone on the podcast, we haven't exactly decided how like what order we're gonna go in, but someone on we'll the podcast, some rotation, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put it on some rotation. Someone will decide what the next movie review is going to be, and then that will do it. And then you'll we'll usually have a month between each movie review, so you'll know uh, if and you want to watch it. Hopefully, with us. yeah, you'll the viewers will have enough time to watch the movie as well. Then we can start a conversation and talk about uh, We'll share. We'll upload our episode and we can talk about the movie in the comments or yes. the, over on Discord and have an interesting dialogue about it. And a lot of the movie reviews we plan on doing will probably also be done as watch-alongs in our Discord server. Um, yeah. So there's that. Cool things coming, coming soon. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We also, like, this right here was meant to be a test for our WTFs because something that we've talked about for a while now is – um, because we do talk about some current event stuff on our WTFs is actually streaming them like we have here um, so that you guys can catch it as it's happening. And then we'll probably upload it like a week to maybe a week or two, well, a week or two after the fact. Um, yeah. So that way we can, because one thing we've done on our WTFs is we've kind of shied away from talking about more current event stuff because there's usually two or three weeks between when we record and when we upload. I feel like if we do it this way, we can talk more about current stuff, not necessarily just um, 
the stuff that we want to talk about, but stuff in the anime sphere as well. Um, yeah. So that that's cool. Um, I'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, it'll also take a little bit of editing work off of John's hands because if we record it like this, I can just take the audio from our video recordings and upload them. Yeah, we'll see how this one turns out in some of the quality itself of the audio, but we'll see. Should be good. Um, what's something else? We're, we're, I mean, you and I are doing a spoiler cast series for Monogatari, which is fun so far. Yeah, um, Nisei coming up soon. We'll like, uh, I'm I'm stumbling my way through watching it, but we'll get to it. Really yeah, there's a probably. couple of other um, spoiler cast series we've talked about doing instead of just our traditional like one-off spoiler cast for uh, like currently airing stuff or stuff that recently aired. Um, you and I have talked about doing a spoiler cast series for all of the Rebuild movies. Yeah. Um, and uh, talk about Madoka Magica. Part, Madoka Magica as well would be an interesting one. Uh, part six is again coming out soon. Yeah, we'll have to figure out. We'll have to figure out how to do that one. Whether we want to do it episode by episode or maybe I think we'll, we'll have to wait until we find out how many episodes it's going to be. Exactly. To figure out how we'll to see. divide it up. Um, like I said, we talked about doing Madoka Magica as well, especially now with Magia Record uh, finishing up and the fucking new movie that they announced not so long ago that's coming out. It's like yeah. A whole lot of stuff to talk about. And again, for the viewers and listeners, if there's anything you have a suggestion, you can show it our way on the YouTubes or our Discord server as well. We're yeah. always down to trying new things. And Definitely, if, if you like if you like our content and you want to like keep in touch with us, our Discord server is the best way to do it. Yeah, we're on Twitter. Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook and stuff. But Discord is the best way to get active a active on of Discord, us. yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? There, yeah. Was, there was something else that you and I had talked about doing, and I I forget what it was. Um, maybe at oh, some wait. point, at some point, maybe oh, the we tier sh- list for the uh, protagonists. Oh or yeah, we're, protagonist that, that, yeah. That so we want to do so, we don't want to do some more like tier list ranking episodes, because, especially because we think that those would be fun to do as a stream as well, um, to get a little bit of audience participation. Yeah. And, uh, well, shit on all of our tastes as well. <laughs> um. But yeah, we're yeah, going to be that, ranking Isekai protagonist here, I guess, later this month. Yeah, sometime this month, probably. And also, uh, more D&D stuff. We're playing Halo. Yes. Yeah. I'm playing Mass Effect. How is that going? Are you having a good time with the... Uh, it's good. The, I'm, I'm about... Mass Effect 1. I'm about halfway through the game, the first game. Um, they update anything with this remaster? They recently did. I haven't had a chance to go in. Like I've, I've been kind of busy the last week or so. Um, Obviously. Uh, but yeah, they they did they updated something, and I haven't had a chance to go in and read or experience what it is. Um, my Mass Effect streams will be continuing shortly, um, probably next week, maybe Monday. Um, the art for the thumbnail is fucking perfect. I love it. I actually I'm gonna get Burb in our Discord server to for our Halo stuff because we do plan to do an entire playthrough of at least Halo. Uh, one, two, three, four, and Reach. I mean, um, we're so far, you said we are halfway through Reach. Yeah, we're roughly halfway through Reach. Um, maybe even it's, maybe it will take even less time if John keeps skipping cutscenes for us. Yeah, now. right. If John keeps skipping cutscenes, we can get through it, the, the game in like an hour and a half. <laughs> um, but um, I wanted him to make uh, versions of myself. Uh, you and John like our podcast characters and Mjolnir armor from Halo. That'll be fun. And use that for the but... thumbnail. I actually do have the first episode or first playthrough or ha- first half playthrough of Reach. 
Um, I haven't mm. uploaded to to YouTube. I haven't released it yet because I'm waiting on Burb to do the thumbnail stuff. So, but yeah, cool stuff coming. Yeah, cool stuff coming soon. I, I like also how I called this a mini WTF, and we're over an hour and a half. <laughs> I told you we should have. It, it, it's spontaneous WTF. It is what it is. It is just a spontaneous WTF, and I kind of wish we could do these more often. Um, I know I we mean, do our WTFs say... once a month typically, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah, the WTFs are always a lot of fun. But yeah, let's see how the reception for this one goes, and maybe we'll do them more often live. But yeah. yeah. I, I love being able to interact with the chat. Um, and I did, we might have to do something about this music because I can barely hear it. I don't know if anyone else can. <laughs> this is why this is a test run. We'll, yeah, this we'll is basically a test run. Um, work accordingly. But yeah, I don't know if I should. Should I do the outro that I normally do for our episodes? Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, I have to bring Stay it up brand. because I was completely unprepared. Um, where is my shit? Thank you for watching. Our... I got this. No, I got I this. <clears throat> you got this. Okay, the stage is yours. 